Yo, what's up, squad? Welcome to another episode of The Breakdown, a strategic approach to training. I'm Joe Radonis, and with me is... Ryan Turner. Hello, hello. Welcome to the party, guys. Thanks for tuning in again. We're very excited about this episode as well. So uh, we are fast approaching New Year's Eve, which in our last episode, we had a good conversation, which led to this topic of goal setting, right? It is a time of year for reflection. Naturally, you're going to be looking back at the year that you just had and be looking forward to the year ahead. And what we want to talk about is some approaches to goal setting, some things that maybe work and maybe we've noticed that don't. Uh, This is a very popular time to uh, get a little bit overly ambitious and and say, hey, I'm going to do all these great things within a a year. Uh, And then obviously we notice that people will fall out or burn out. So we want to try to get ahead of that, help you with some different techniques and strategies that you can use, some things that Ryan and I have used either personally and or with clients that we've worked with. So you can get those fast and quick um, different approaches. So we're excited to share this. Um, to kick things off right now, I think, you know, Ryan, I'd be I'd be really curious to hear, because I know that you work with so many clients in a, in a given day and throughout the year, and a lot of your work is so uh, goal-oriented. I think that you're tracking a lot of different things. So I think it's a great place to, to kick things off with maybe some things that you've noticed that um, really work with clients, different strategies um, with goal setting or, you know, some mistakes that you think people make when when goal setting that may lead to to burnout. Yeah, I think that goal setting is something I do on the daily, right, with people. And uh, that's something that can be a challenge uh, for a lot of people to do on their own. Um, I think holding people accountable or being held accountable to your goals is is a huge uh, thing people have to kind of get to. Um, but starting to set those goals, I think that there are ways that work for some people. And I've seen a lot of positive things that people have done. Um, have I seen things that people had to like kind of trip over to get to the point where it was a little bit more productive for them? Yeah. yeah. So, um, but whenever I'm kind of working with someone, I think the first question I need to ask them, and I think this kind of gets us rolling a little bit here is kind of the why, uh, before we start goal setting, um, and someone says, Hey, I want to eat better. I want to be healthier. I want to, uh, lose weight. I want to reduce body fat. I want to, um, put on muscle mass, whatever it is. I like to ask why, right? Because the why I think is something we have to understand. And if someone's saying, um, and this used to happen a lot in a different area, uh, with, uh, people that were maybe more, more clinical. I still work with some more clinical based people to reduce blood sugar or whatever, but I want to make sure that I'm asking why, because if they come to me and they say, well, my doctor sent me, that's the first sign to me to really dig a little bit deeper and be like, okay, do they really want to do this? Are they really invested? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, if we were to have jumped just jumped in and someone says, I want to lose weight, I want to control my blood sugar, I want to get stronger, right? Whatever it's going to be. I'm not going to start to to set these goals that might be challenging for them right? Um, because they're just going to end up, it's just going to be a hurdle that they're not going to be able to get over if they don't have something that's driving them to do it. Um, so what are good drivers for someone to stick with that, right? From They come from a doctor. What What's the difference between those two types of people, right? The one that comes to you because they're supposed to, they were told to. Versus the one that may genuinely want to be there. What are what are good reasons to you, I guess, or what what are good yeah levers? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Um, with if someone's coming to me and they are and they're they're seeing me because of somebody's else somebody else's recommendation, maybe or maybe because it was 
you know, they think they're supposed to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to maybe start with some education of, well, okay, I understand that. Maybe this is why your doctor maybe sent you, or this is what you maybe saw on Instagram, maybe, you know, and so what does that mean? What does lower body fat mean? What does controlled blood sugar mean? What does controlled cholesterol mean? How can it benefit you, right? Yeah. What yeah. can you get out of this, right? So it's almost like I'm ta- I'm like selling them on themselves to be like, you can do this, right? Um, but that starts to kind of build that why a little bit. And there's only so much I can give. I really do believe that good coaches um, are, you know, are able to provide uh, some sort of motivation. And we should, right? If someone says, well, you know what, you don't sound like you're that motivated. I can't help you. I think that that's wrong. I think that we can pull that why out of some people or at least rule out certain things that 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 won't pull out that why, right? Yeah. So if someone tells me, okay, well, I have to reduce my, my blood sugar, my cholesterol, I'm going to make sure that um, I educate them. I'm going to say, okay, well, the reasons why you might want to do this is this. And they might be like, oh, okay, that sounds interesting. Let me make sure that, you know, I, I want that. I, I want to be healthier. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that kind of comes to you on the training side, oh, right? It's a hundred percent. Yeah. It's with everything, right? This is true across any, any, anything that you're doing. You have to have a deeper why. Mm-hmm. So I remember as you were talking, I was reminded of a story that I once heard, uh, that explained this pretty well. And I'll try to, uh, remember it correctly, but, uh, there's a gentleman that went to go see a doctor, right? Just for a little, a little, um, checkup. And he's told, Hey, you have some heart issues, right? I'm going to need you to start exercising. You need to start exercising three times a day and get rid of this type of food. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the, and the patient goes, well, I don't, I mean, I, I like eating that type of way. I don't need to do that. Right. Or mm-hmm. he's like, I, I mean, I'll try. But then the doctor put it a different way. He goes, all right, well, if you're not going to do it for yourself, he's like, you have a daughter, don't you? He's like, yeah. How old is your daughter? He's like, when she's 12. He's like, you want to walk her down the aisle? And he's like, okay. It hits home and it's like, well, now I'm going to exercise. Why? Because I want to be there for my daughter, right? I want to see these events. I want to, I want to be a good father. So you have to find something that means something to you, right? And then, and then these actions will, will come more naturally. Um, so from the training side, I do the same thing where I'll sit down with clients and, and ask, why do you want to be here? What are the results you want? What I've learned throughout the years, even with myself included, is you, you think you want to lose weight. You think you want to lose body fat. You think you want to gain strength, et cetera. But those are really byproducts of something deeper, right? And most of the time when I sit down with clients, I'm like, why do you want to do this? It comes from some emotional source of um, I want to become a better version of myself. I want to have good energy. I want to maybe con- um, like confidence, right? Confidence. That's, that's always a big one. Someone Absolutely. Just says, I just want to be more confident. And I yep. love, I love that one. I really do. I think it's a good why it's a, it's a great one. Um, you can just improve yourself. I want to be uh, better at tennis. I like, I love to play tennis or I want to, I want to win this event, right? I want to push myself. These are things you can anchor a goal to, right? Um, but without that, you're right. It's not inspiring, and I won't even work with people until we uncover this because if you go, I just, I want to get bigger. It's like, okay, in the beginning, sure. It might be enough to drive you, but that will go away, right? You losing weight that will fade. Like there's gotta be something deeper that we got to find. Yeah. Because you know what's going to happen at least, you know, and I know in my area, I'm sure in your area too, that I can foresee when those challenges come up and you know, we, we need to make sure that when someone starts to see some kind of results slowing, right. Or not reversing, but maybe just kind of like we're having a step back for a second and it happens in all areas. Right. 
Um, we always, I just want to make sure that like, I'm not your only source of motivation because that's just like, that's, that's not really what's going to be successful. That's not yeah. what I've seen. It's a little yeah. anecdotal there, but that ends up being like, just from what I've seen, there needs to be that internal drive from someone. Yeah. Like you said, a good coach can help you uncover some new perspectives, right? Like I would, I would make the argument that everybody should be eating healthy and training, of course, right? Like that's my life. It's a huge priority to me. People are going to have different priorities, right? So let's say somebody's never worked out or, or even considered eating healthy. I guarantee just like that example that we just had, that if they have kids or a family, you could help open their eyes to something of, listen, you don't have to train at the level that maybe, maybe I do, but you know, you can't, if you want to be around for your kids or have energy and perform better at your job, like what do you care about? Right. And we can anchor, right. Those goals towards achieving that at a higher level. Um, but that takes getting to know yourself and being honest with yourself. Um, but that's where a good coach, yeah, obviously would, would help you kind of shine some light on new perspectives. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Something tells me you'd be a good coach that way, Joe. Thanks, sir. I mean, just, that's just what I'm thinking. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So w- when, when we're talking about this, we're talking about goal setting. Um, do we think there's one approach uh, to, God, God. Uh, to uncovering this or one, 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 one way to go about this? Absolutely not. And I, I think that's what we're all about. So Ryan and I had a conversation before this of talking about um, that there are a million ways to slice this, right? I think you can get really dialed into your own type of way of doing this, right? And that's what the show is really all about, showing you different strategies, um, things that maybe we've seen uh, or that we've seen others use. And you can take a little bit, uh, uh, you know, of everything and like make your own kind of, you know, way to do this. Um, so no, I think there's a ton of ways to do this. Um, I have an approach that has evolved throughout the years that, that I'd love to share. Um, so does Ryan. So, um, you know, the evolution of goal setting for myself, uh, when I was sharing this with Ryan was in my twenties, things were very, um, organized and written down with deadlines and dates um, to I'm going to accomplish this by this date, this by this date. And that was professional. Everything was measurable. Um, I would print those goals out in different categories, whether they were financial, um, professional, um, travel goals I may have had. I would print those out. I would put them on my wall in my apartment and they were very uh, structured. My goal setting has since evolved through the years to a more kind of vision setting approach. Um, but, um, you know, that's just through um, I guess some realizations that I had into having a little bit more flexibility uh, as I've approached life. So you think this second way of doing it, right? You basically just walk through a little bit of goal settings, a little more rigid. Yeah. So um, right now I believe in something that I like just, I just call it vision setting. So what I did a few years ago, um, I took a journal and uh, the first step that I did was literally draw out or write out what I wanted my life to look like. Right. So it could have been a 10 year vision, right? This version of me doesn't exist yet, but I would just write out like, how do I dress? Uh, where do I live? What kind of place do I live? You know, do I travel? What's my day like, right? How do I wake up? What kind of work do I do? Who do I help? Um, and you write this down in obsessive detail. You're kind of just drawing and manufacturing your life, right? The reason why I believe in this is because I think the human mind is, is very powerful in the sense that you need to have something that you can see to move you towards. So without something visual that you can't see, I just think you, you look at what is there in your life. So if, you, uh, if this thing isn't created yet, I think you just have to self-manifest it. 
right? So you can create it, you can start to see it and it becomes real to you. So once I get to that level, um, the next point is even journaling out um, who you need to become to attract these things or to become this person. That's where it goes down into a, maybe a more traditional approach to goal setting to say, all right, once I have this vision set, now what do I need to do? So, okay. So we have a vision. So someone is yeah. thinking, okay, you know, I'm, I'm trying to set goals maybe for this new year, which I think is it's its own subtopic here, right? New year, new you kind of thing. Maybe, oh, we can, yeah. maybe we'll touch on sure, you sure. Know, what that might mean or maybe what it doesn't mean, but setting goals, whether it's, you know, at the end of this month, at the beginning of next year for the next you know quarter, whatever you want to think about yeah. with this vision setting, what you're saying is that this is not the traditional way to go. You're saying that you want to be picturing something like yourself or picturing your goal, the outcome that you want in a different type of way, right? Yeah, exactly is that, is that right. what we're saying? So, exactly right. And we'll talk about the traditional in just a second, but can you give us an example of something, what, what this vision setting would be? I think you did a little bit about like your life and all that kind of stuff, but maybe let's take it out of there. Let's take it into fitness. How would someone vision set something around fitness? Well, if it's, um, you know, let's say that you just have, you you say that you're a banker or a doctor, right? And you just want to get into shape. I think that one, you can really look at yourself and say, all right, this is the type of training that I want to do. Um, these are the types of events that I want to compete in, right? Anything that excites you. I would literally write out like, I love, man, I'm, I love to play football or I love to play softball or triathlons really intrigue me. Right. So then think of yourself at the end of that road, right? You've gone through your training, and just say you want to be a great triathlete, um, you know what that looks like. So you're like, I got this type of bike. I'm competing in races in Spain or wherever you want to travel. Like you draw out this perfect life that you see for yourself. And then you can start to uh, break that down of, all right, I want to be in triathlons, maybe competing in Ironman, right? And you've never worked out before. So this could be a five-year type of vision, right? But you see him, you see that person, then you can start breaking down the practicality to make that happen, right? What's the actual training steps now that I got to take, right? To bring this person to life. Cause that's what it really is. Like when I did these things, it was, you create such a distinct picture of this person that you want to be, right? You decide on this person that you will do anything to make him come to life. Like that's what it is. You're fighting for it. It's a deeper why because you just believe that you can become this person and so you'll do anything that it takes to make it happen, right? Because the work is going to get hard. You're going to wake up some days and not want to train, for example, for a triathlon. But if you believe in this bigger picture, you push through those moments of you know discomfort, if you will. Okay, got it. So you're picturing this person. You're picturing kind of what their life is going to be like. Yep. You're maybe picturing the type of things that they're going to um, look to schedule into their day to prioritize a little bit more, right? This person, I want to be a triathlete. Well, then I'm going to be the person that's making sure that I'm getting up at 5am and training. Like I am like, maybe it's not so much even 5am that might be a little bit too detailed and numerical, uh, at that point. Um, but it would be something where like, I am an early riser. I'm getting up early. I'm going to bed earlier. I'm getting ready to kind of be that again, that early riser. Right. Right. So, um, and then, uh, yeah, so great. I, I, I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's fairly simple when you look at it that way, but all right, I want to be a great triathlete. So I don't think it's simple. I actually think it's kind of hard to, to come to that to that, to that, uh, that picture oh, to decide. Right? Yeah. Because yeah, I think that's a process. Uh, yeah. You know, cause I just, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, 
say it's so simple. I think it's hard. I think you can easily say, I want to be a triathlete, but I think to really sit with yourself and think and think through that is tough, right? And say, okay, well, I guess that do I really want to be an early <laughs> riser? Because that might say, okay, well then your vision setting might need to change a little bit. So you're right. I do, I do think it's actually a challenge to actually build that picture, right? You would kind of want almost someone with you at that point, be like, okay, you want to be a triathlete mm. and walk through what that would actually entail no you're, right? make, you're making and, a good point and i think that that's really great so yeah 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 you're you're actually you're getting into the point of like do i know what i want yeah right? which is hard to uncover like you think you know what you want but then you list down all these things you're interested in or that you might want to be and you're like oh i don't know sure. do i really want to do that yeah, you're like oh shit uh yeah actually <laughs> i actually like beer more than that and i don't know if that's gonna work right but that also you have to make those changes and yes. that can be really challenging but and this isn't a process i would argue that this that this vision setting is not going to happen overnight this is going to be over the course of i would say i don't know a week right maybe i think even it's longer never ending to yeah. be quite frank you're right yeah. it's not something that you do in a day because yeah. it takes some self-reflection mm -hmm. right and and you journal and go through the process you might have some epiphanies you know a week three weeks three months in sure when you're yeah. working on this of like oh man maybe i don't really know this but it takes some self-awareness for sure mm -hmm. where you're like am i making an excuse and i don't want to do this so i'm going to drop my goal or is it you just need to work harder and lock in right mm -hmm. so yeah there's some self-awareness involved in self-discovery which is the hardest part yeah, of the entire is. process I think I would end up saying too that that's where a good coach can come in, right? Say that, you know, I think people can have like friends around that can help guide that kind of thing, right? They may be able to ask some of those direct questions and be mm -hmm. like, do you really want that kind of thing? Or like, yeah. oh yeah, I've seen that before. You can do this. Um, but I think a good coach is is uh, is a really important piece of that, right? To challenge you a little yeah. bit. People like, there's a lot of people who want to be a triathlete, but when they start to realize how much training is involved, what it actually takes right, they're like, oh shit, like, one. they just yeah. need to be reminded of some of those things. And it just helps kind of put it into, um, into, uh, just process at that point. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking about this stuff now, but, um, let's say someone does want to end up being a triathlete or whatever they want to do. And they start thinking about it and they realize they're like, oh wow, this really isn't me, but maybe they're just kind of planting some seeds. Right. And yes. so maybe down the road they've realized, okay, I've, I've now realized what it's going to take to be a triathlete or work out in a different way. Um, and maybe, you know, passively through the next couple of weeks or months, they actually do kind of set themselves up well enough and like, sure. okay, now I'm ready. Right. The so, evolution. Yeah. I love it, man. I think that's, I, I, I think the dude, vision setting is wonderful. Yeah. The evolution of that and allowing that to come to fruition. Yeah. Give yourself patience right? Because these transformations don't happen overnight. They can even take years, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I'm all about being very conscious about what you're about to do. So mm -hmm. if you have this goal of being, you know, the example we're using of being an Ironman athlete, know the work that it's going to take and then be honest with yourself of, do I want to do this? Right. And you can look at a great Ironman athlete and be like, what is, mirror their habits? How does this person wake when you don't know what you're doing in the beginning? Mm -hmm. How does this, to your point, how does this person wake up? What kind of food do they eat? What's their training regimen? Right. Mm -hmm. And then you want to mold that into your schedule. Right. So one of my biggest pet peeves is when people come up to me, for, even from a trade, they're like, I want to be in this level of shape. Right. Or I want to, I want to train just like you do. And we're like, all right, well, how often can you work out? And they're like, well, two times a week. And I'm like, well, can you change that? Are you willing to change that? And they're like, no, this is the only time that I have. And it's like, well, then it's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Like, so, and that's okay, but you have to then decide do I want it enough to make changes to how I live my life or how I go about my week or my day, right? And if you don't, just know that that is a conscious choice, 
right? I'm all about just, all right, here's what I want. Am I willing to do what it takes to get that? If you're not, then I, you just can't complain about not getting it. For sure, right? And right. I, you know, I have some of those people that want to reduce body fat when they're talking with me. They're like, but I can only do it through nutrition. I don't have any time to work out. And I'm like, okay, well, wh- why don't we start with making changes? Um, but then I'm going to also put in their face a little bit. I'm going to be like, well, then I need you to temper expectations, right? Are you expecting to, to see this, this change within a month or two? And they're like, no, I kind of want it in three weeks. And I'm like, well, that's definitely not going to happen there, right? That's kind of an extreme example. But even someone who wants to see something like reducing a certain percentage of body fat in two months, that's not not really willing to put in any strength training, maybe they're going to have a hard time. And I just say, you know what? It's fine. If that's how your life is right now, you just need to temper your expectation, at least set some realistic expectations. Indeed. I think that's just a really important thing. Um, Coming back to goals uh, to uh, to the vision setting. I wanted to ask you these two questions because you've you've done it this way a little bit more than I think I have. But who would this work best for? If someone says, uh, okay, this, this vision setting, um, you know, Joe was talking about this a little bit more. Uh, he made it sound pretty good. Um, and, you know, maybe you, you know who that person is. Be like, oh, well, that would definitely work for that kind of person. Can you answer that question? If you can, that's okay. But I mean, I like to think that it's honestly for everybody. I think everybody can do this. Sure. Uh, but it does take time and patience to do so. I, goal setting is most people I think do this in one or two days goal setting for the year. I think they sit down and they do some goal. This takes a bit more honesty with yourself and and, and vision setting takes. Yes. It takes patience and it's something that you work on your entire life, right? Cause you get to know yourself more and more. So this vision of yourself changes and evolves. So I think it's a more flexible approach. I think it's for the person that is willing to be a little bit more creative and letting go of life a little bit. So the reason I like to do this too, is that there's more opportunity to allow the opportunities that life presents you for you to grab onto them. What, the biggest reason I made this change was that my old way of kind of going about goal setting where it was much more structured and seemed like rigid, right? There's benefit to that, of course, right? I like to use a mix of both approaches now, but I also noticed that I would um, not be aware of what life was presenting me because I was simply ignoring it, what the universe was giving me because I had this list that I had to hit, right? Now, sometimes that's okay. It's like, look, I'm going to accomplish these things no matter what. Right. But I also realized that I was missing out on maybe some great opportunities and I wasn't flexible enough to be like, all right, the universe is presenting me this. I'm going to I'm going to go down this path. Right. I think sometimes when you let go a little bit um, of attachment to things or goals or lists or things that you have that life can present you some of the most beautiful things. So that's why I like having more of a vision. Right. Because there's a million ways to get to that end goal that you have. Right. There's a million ways to be that Ironman athlete. Right. It doesn't have to be. Here's my list of how I'm going to do it. Um, you might be maybe you meet a coach uh, in three months that goes, here's a new approach. Right. And I'd be like, OK, this is a better way than I was doing it. Right. I, I, I'm just all about kind of being open to that as you as you go. OK. So someone that maybe is a little bit more flexible. Yeah. Right. Someone who maybe has a little more time. Mm, at the moment. Debatable. Right. Well, if uh, let's say that someone who's maybe uh, a little bit more open minded, someone who's not so rigid um, maybe can adopt this quicker yeah, fair. than someone else, right? If someone's fair. like, mm, I'm not really there yet, right? If we see someone who might be extremely type A in the moment, be like, okay, well, you know what we can do? If we want to get some goal setting done, maybe go the traditional route. But as we're setting that up, why don't we discuss the vision setting a little bit? Yeah. You think that maybe is fair? Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. I do wish that everybody would do this type of thing a little sure. bit for yeah. sure. Because mm-hmm. I, I think it's a more, I think it's an honest approach. Like, 
um, where you start to ask the question of just like, what makes me happy, right? Like, what do I actually sure. enjoy? Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. Um, when I was doing this, the hardest part about setting these visions for yourself, going back to, uh, do you actually know what you want? And getting rid of some of the influences that you have in your life. Yeah. Like when I was doing this, uh, there was a time where I was um, around, say, a, a different group of friends or in a relationship. And you notice that when you you write these things out, it's like, oh, wait, do I want to do that? Or is that something that, you know, my mom wants me to do or my dad wants me to do? And then it's so ingrained in your psychology that you're like, oh, I should do more of these things. Right. I should do more charity work. And it's like, well, that sounds good. But do you really want to do charity work or sure. this type of work? Um, so yeah, sitting down, being honest with yourself and then having your North star be fulfillment and happiness, then breaking down your steps of just that personal, that this is just things that I care about, right? Nobody else needs to understand it. It's just stuff that you love. I hear you. I know what I was just thinking about as a simple example is something what? like, like cleaning your room, right? If, uh, if your parents are telling you to clean your room versus you being someone who wants to live in a clean room. Ah, Does that make sense oh, a little yeah. bit? I don't know. That's just, oh, I mean, no, if, that's if, really if it doesn't work, right? But I would just say if 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 you want the cleanest room, you want the best uh, outcome at that point, you yeah. probably want to look in the room with a person who wants to live in a clean room versus having parents that are micromanaging them, making them clean them. Yeah, clean, exactly. Clean the room, right? the right? micromanager yeah. versus the empowerment sure, kind of yeah. approach. Because the person <laughs> the, the person who's, who's like listening to their parents maybe is going to take the more traditional route, right? Mom says to make your bed, put your clothes in the hamper, uh, put your toys over here, like whatever's going on, right? But yep. the person who really wants to live in a clean room, that's the person who's probably going to say, I'm going to make my bed this way so that it's not going to be as messy tomorrow or something, right? Yeah. Or I'm going to make sure that I put my clothes in certain areas. So maybe it's like easier to wash my clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, whatever it is, right? You can kind of go around that. But I think that's kind of a cool example, right? Yeah, I think, no, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, simple. A, it's a simple example, but yeah. it's true for everything. Yeah, for sure. Right. I love to talk in analogies sometimes. My wife. <laughs> I do too, though. My wife hates that, but I'm like, it makes so much sense when you do that. It makes me connect the dots a lot yeah, better. Yeah, for sure. Uh, can yeah. attach the things right there. But that's a good one, man. Like yeah. everything should have some some purpose, right? Like you, you, you want to be that triathlete. It's like, well, you know, me having my clothes organized in my apartment and ready to go in the morning makes me a little bit easier to get out the door and go get my training done. Right. So when you're looking mm-hmm. at it that way, it's like, all right, I'm going to tidy up my closet. Cause I want things to be nice and organized. So I can like get this shit and get going. Yeah. Cause it's yeah. tied to that larger goal. But if it's yeah. just like, you I don't have any goals right now. Well, it doesn't really matter if I clean my apartment today. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Gotta have some reasons. I love this vision setting. Do you, and you really think that if you were to have applied this in your past life, which you have, but just applied it in your past life in a more corporate setting, do you think this would have worked? Uh, yeah, I think it works. Okay. Yeah, it works. I I just think that there's an evolution to like just who you are as a human being. Like I I just wasn't aware of these approaches, nor that I maybe know myself enough to do it. Right. Um, Joe, where, where did you learn about vision setting? I, it, I read a lot of books that had different types of approaches Such to goal setting. I, I, read, I, I used you to read more reading. than now even. Um, <laughs> you you learn a lot of different strategies. I, you know, I read pro- approaches from like Tony Robbins or uh, an author, Darren Hardy, or, you know, you hear things that like, uh, I used to read like investment books from like a Warren Buffett or, um, you know, philosophy type things where they talk about how they approach things. Yeah. I've gotten journals that kind of lay out, uh, you know, the smart goal method, which I know you want to talk about. Right. Yeah. Uh, we used to do that in corporate setting. We would have goal setting and we use smart, right. Um, smart goals. 
And I did different things where you would journal um, and anchor yourself in gratitude. So it'd be like, let's look back on the last year and sure. be appreciative yeah. of the things that happened. Yeah. Then let's look ahead. And it was more from a lifestyle thing of, all right, uh, maybe buckets of life. Like how, you know, uh, how's your relationships? How's your relationship with your family? How's your faith, right? Spirituality, how's mm-hmm. your professional? It makes you look at a lot of different things. So I, I just studied a lot of approaches, you know, I love that. That's it. Good stuff, man. <laughs> nice. And then, so if we start talking about this more traditional route, which we're not, yeah. we're not poo pooing, right? Not at all. No, there's no, a, no. there's certainly yeah. a place. I think there's a place for it too. I, I definitely agree. You know, when you end up asking someone their why, I think you're, you're basically helping someone vision set, um, in a not so, you know, self-reflective sitting quietly by yourself and painting a picture. Right. Um, but you're, but you, but you are kind of like helping like draw that out of someone maybe in the five minutes that you do meet with Mm -hmm. someone either on the phone or in person. Right. If you're, if you're work, if you're deciding to work with them or not. But um, I think once you get to that point, you figure out the why and, you know, someone has has kind of set this vision for themselves. We do might we maybe have to get into a little bit more of these kind of these micro goals or a little bit more of this traditional strategy, um, which you just mentioned as as smart. Right. Yeah. Remember, do you remember what smart means? I, I always have to just double check. Um, but uh, whenever we're talking about smart, right, the acronym smart, we're talking about specific. We're talking about measurable goals. We're talking about attainable goals. We're talking about realistic and relevant goals and then also time bound or time frames, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which what that means, I think that can get confusing for some people, but like, can you actually achieve that in this time, right? So if someone says, you know what, I'm going to set goals, I want to be a millionaire um, in, in six months, right? Okay, maybe there's someone who could do that, right? Some sort of investment banker in some way, but most people, if they're looking to make sure that they're going to be more like financially sound, they're not going to be a millionaire in six months, right? You can't, um, you know, you want to make sure that your timetable is set appropriately. But when we're talking about these smart goals, where where would you move from the tra- uh, the non traditional vision setting into? Uh, this, um, we can call it more rigid. I don't think that's a bad thing. We're not, that's, I don't want to paint a picture on that, but where would you move one of your, uh, maybe clients in, in, in through this type of goal setting? Yeah. Once you, once you paint the vision, that's exactly when you start to do similar to a smart goal structure, right? Mm-hmm. Because one thing that you know for sure is that great athletes, as an example, track their results. They know yeah. what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They know what they're performing like. Right. They know what their hundred yard dash is. Yeah. They know how much weight they're lifting. Mm-hmm. They know what their body fat is. Right. There's useful ways to track. Right. It shows you progress. Right. Or it shows you I need to work on this. Right. Mm-hmm. So there are good things to measure for sure. So once we get to a point with clients where we go, all right, we know why we're doing this. We know what outcome we want, right? And it's anchored from a true place that you care about. Mm-hmm. Right. Now we have our driver. We're inspired. We're empowered by it. You want to be here, right? Now we can go, okay, so to accomplish this, we are going to do this for month one, this for month two. And specifically, it would be, you know, from the training side, it would be like, here's your three days of strength training we're going to do. Here's how we're going to attack conditioning. Here's the types that we're going to do. Here's the phases of development that we're going to do, right? Um, you track those things, right? How often are you going, right? What, what weight are you lifting on a given day? 
um, that's when you get very specific and start to nail those things down. Yeah. And from the nutrition side, I, you know, if someone wants to get healthier, we paint that picture of a healthier person living a healthier life and we get into, okay, how are you going to get there? You know, when, when I'm first starting, uh, somebody out and understanding maybe like a lower body fat is what they're looking for. We do have to, uh, find somewhere, uh, a calorie deficit, right? Um, that's going to really support a lot of their goals. That doesn't mean restriction. It just means that we just need to make sure that, um, that calories are, that there's just going to be some sort of a deficit. Right. Um, and if we don't have something that's specific and measurable, right. So like less calories, but this is it. Right. So making sure that someone understands that just like a specific answer of less calories, isn't going to be 1200 calories when they actually require for maintenance, like 2600 calories. Right. I want to make sure that it's going to be measurable and they know, okay, well, we're only going to bring that down to a certain point and not below that. Right. It becomes measurable. They can start to do that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we started getting to these numbers and understanding or when we're talking about like, you're going to eat this much protein, you have to increase your protein. That can be a specific kind of goal. Measurable is how much protein are you going to be eating now to get yourself to that goal to maintain your muscle mass. And then we're going to walk through everything else, right? Is it attainable? If someone says, um, or if I tell someone, yeah, you need 160 grams of protein, but they've been eating only like 40 grams of protein. That's pretty, I probably wouldn't find that. But can I get someone from 40 to 160 in a week? Probably not, right? So it might not be attainable to tell them, uh, or 160 might not be attainable in a week or two weeks even, right? But let's bring you from 40 up to maybe 80 and then 100 and then kind of work you up that way. Like, Progress. That's a lot more attainable Progress. for yeah. someone to do so that we can set these goals that's not going to promote failure right away. Right, right, that's right. not going to be motivating for anybody, right? Um, and again, kind of like that walks us into something that's like realistic and we can make sure that now we're kind of giving a timeline to say, okay, if you start getting this much protein in, you can mm. start to see this type of results and that's going to be necessary. Yeah. Um, and you know, protein isn't a fun thing to talk about. That's not, you're not going to vision set on protein. Not right? by, yeah, see, not yeah. by itself, right? Yeah. Even if you told me by itself, like, Hey, you need to lose weight. I'm going to give you a calorie restriction. I'd be yeah. pissed. I'd be like, I don't want to do that. But yeah. if it, but if you're telling me it's going to help me perform better, right? If yeah. we're doing these goals and it's like up your protein and big die this much because it's going to make you a better triathlete, you're going to have more performance energy, whatever it is, I'd be sure. like, yeah, let's do it. Now yeah. I'm inspired to do it. Right. Yeah. Totally different place. Yeah. And it, it just, like, it comes back to the why, like, yes. why, like, why do you want to do this? I want to be a good athlete. Okay. Well, to be a good athlete, you need this, 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 and this, and something like a lower body fat percentage is going to support that. Right. Um, and we want to make sure that we know now how to get there. Yeah. So yeah. walking us through these steps in each individual, this is, this, this is more the micromanaging side of goal setting. Yeah. Right. But I would say to start someone here, this is kind of like the unsexy side of it. Right. I kind of talk about that a lot because there's a lot of things in nutrition that are unsexy. Mm. Um, but kind of that, I think the vision setting is a great spot to just make sure people are starting. We'll start big right? Start with your year, start with your five year, and then you start breaking it down into, all right, what do I need to do this year, this quarter, Mm -hmm. this month, this week, right? You can break them down. Yeah, for sure. I think this is too. Um, I was, I was listening to a great Ted talk and kind of talking about like a personal mission statement at some point. Um, and so, you know, this, you know, if we, if we've now, you know, started with a client and we've walked through vision setting and we've, we've walked through some of this, um, traditional goal setting through, uh, through smart, right. I think it's a really good thing for people to reevaluate themselves a little bit, even before vision setting, 
start to give yourself this this question of kind of like who am I almost like who you are as a business how would you define yourself what is your mission statement in life right like what do you really want to be achieving um, I think that that is a really uh, great way to kind of tie it all together because after I think you go through the vision setting and then you go through the traditional are yeah. you in line Oh yeah, with your mission statement, right? Because that's that's, that's basically what businesses do, right? That's yes. what that's what good companies do. You have to come back and reevaluate it, right? Yes. So if you if you have nothing, like you were you were basically talking about anchoring yourself to something. So anchoring yourself to the thought, which was very much part of your vision setting, yep. right? And then making sure you go through with this more micromanaging traditional kind of area. Well, that's an evolution, and you will become someone new as you go through that yes. whole process. But you also want to come back to your mission statement, yes. your even larger life goal, if you would kind of think about it, right? Yes. Okay, is this in line with what I want, right? Because at some point, you maybe became a really good triathlete, but now, did all this training take you away from your kids? Exactly, right? dude. Did, did all this training, you know, you you are now winning. You are now, you're competing at the highest level possible, but you no longer are hanging out with your friends. You've lost touch with the people you really care about. That could be part of your mission statement. Right. And, you know, your like friends aren't as important to you, but you want to come back and reevaluate that kind of yes. thing. I think yes. that that is, so it's almost kind of like there's like these like three tiers and it's just like, you know, you get down to these smaller goals. Um, it's a little bit kind of like periodization, I think, periodization and training, mm -hmm. right? You know, when you think about like your, um, your off season, preseason, in season, postseason. Yeah. I think when you kind of go through that, you're going to be eating differently. You're going to be training differently. Yeah, and I think that that's how you can kind of set up your goals, right? You can kind of think of like your larger life goal as like, I'm going to be a good person. Right. Yeah. And then you kind of think about, okay, let me break it down for like per these years and make sure, okay, well, you know, what am I doing? How, do, how, like, how do I see myself when I move to New York? What, what, what is my vision? Mm -hmm. And then how can I make sure that I'm successful in New York? Kind of go through something like yeah. more of the smart yeah. goals. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then kind of come back around and be like, okay, I've been in New York. I've achieved these. Am I the person I wanted to be? Yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. Well said. And uh, the thing about that, uh, you can't be a hundred percent of everything in your life at the same time. So, uh, uh, my brother said that he's like, you can't have everything you want all at once. Right. So I can't be amazing. A hundred percent all in on my career and like the best father, the best like community, like charity person. Sure. Right. The yeah. highest level of fitness mm -hmm. all at once. You can't be this perfect person. Right. So it's, it is important to reflect of like, look, maybe a phase of life right now is a lot of career. Right. Maybe it's high in the family bucket. So then maybe your career bucket's a little bit lower. It's okay. But it's just that self-reflection of, is that what I want right now? Or is something out of tilt? So I'm going to put a little bit more time and attention to it moving forward. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. Um, there is, uh, I'll throw this out there. There is, as a specific reference, there is a great journal called Living Your Best Year Ever. That is by Darren Hardy, who I mentioned on the last one. Um, uh, but it is a good journal that breaks those exercises down to go back into gratitude with your last year. And then thinking about those buckets of like, how's your, you know, how's your spirituality? How's your relationships? How are your friendships? Where, where do you rank yourself professionally? And you can kind of see on this diagram of like, oh man, like maybe my financial is a little too low. Or maybe my relationships are too low. And so this next year, all right, what are some things I'm going to do to like fill that bucket up a little bit more? Just stuff like that. That sounds really helpful, right? It is. Some it's people huge. kind of feel lost, right? So I think a good question to make sure that we can answer for some people right now at this point is maybe 
what's that one thing you can do at the start of your uh, at the start of your new year? You maybe say, you know, this this journal, these exercises by Darren Hardy. Yeah, you like, want to get specific. Like that's a great tool that walks you through questions and reflections, where you can literally write things down and it puts you through a process. I think it's an awesome place to start. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think just, you know, I love the idea of starting with the vision setting. If you don't know who you want to be on or, you know, what you want to achieve, you can't picture yourself um, kind of achieving, then, you know, maybe you're going to be rushing it by getting into the traditional goal setting. You really have to have the want and the desire behind it. Dude, it's not going to last if you know. It's not going to last. You're just going to do stuff to do it and then you're, you're not going to be excited about it. Look, from a deeper human level, you have to care. Like yeah. life is too short to do things that you're just not excited about. Like be excited. Plus you're going to do your best work that way. And for the record, if you don't care, like if you genuinely don't care about like training like it, an animal for six days a week, then don't, right? It's got to be personal. You got to actually genuinely care, you know, and to your point, you can plant a seed for something, right? Maybe fitness means one thing now and maybe down the road, it's going to mean something else. Um, but let these things evolve, but please be honest with yourself. And like, like the best advice I ever got was, you know, follow your excitement, right? Follow the things that you're curious about because that's where creativity and just a genuine love for what you do is going to come to, it's just going to come to the forefront and it's going to make you great at these things because you genuinely want to be there, right? You'll do whatever it takes cause you love it. Um, so the, with the vision setting and some of these goals, I, I, I use a pencil now instead of a pen, right? Because my likes and tastes might change, right? I'll try something. That's good. That's good. And then it's like, uh, okay, maybe it's not what I thought it was. I, I yeah. liked it. I got some things from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's leading me to here, right? Uh, you can't know. Uh, sometimes it's just a process to understand what you love and what you care about. There's an evolution to that in itself. So, Really well said. Be patient. Yes. So at the beginning of this new year, uh, sit down with yourself. Make sure that you're honest with yourself. Oh, yes. Uh, reach out uh, for a coach or someone who can provide some direction, maybe someone that can call you out a little bit on your BS, someone that maybe can just give you some feedback. Oh, yeah. I think that that's a really great thing. Uh, but a few days out of the new year, um, I don't think there's a problem to be setting these goals and starting at the at the at the start of a new year you know don't let anybody talk you down from that right i don't care if you're starting this week i don't care if you're starting next next month i don't care when you're starting but just start right um and uh, i think this can give people direction on yes, where to go with that but think long term with these things so yes january is a popular time to set goals don't make them just for the month right think two years think that you're going to be doing these things for a very long time so mm-hmm. don't front load your goals and burnout, right? Um, Just spread things out. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. You can ease into these types of things, right? If it's something that you really care about, you find what you love, it's going to take, it's going to take years. It should. It's kind of the fun. The fun of it is that there's going to be an evolution and process that you go through and and enjoy, enjoy the ride just to be cliche with it. Enjoy the journey, right? No, I don't think you're wrong. You know, and uh, just from personal experience, I think it's when, when I'm thinking about it less, that's when I've really felt like I've achieved the most. No. Nah. Um, and uh, that's because I've made it part of me and I've made it part of my routine. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the point that I always try and get myself to thinking about my success less. Uh, it just, it ends up working for me. Mm. What do you, can you elaborate on that? I'm kind of curious. Yeah. So I think uh, maybe when it comes to like my own personal training, I have my own struggles with, you know, 
getting into and staying within training routines. Um, And so when it's like, okay, I got to get up, I set my alarm, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But it's not until like I made like really good friendships and the classes I'm going to, or I've, you know, I've, I found myself, you know, staying after and talking with the coaches. Um, Or maybe I've, you know, not found myself, um, you know, trying to think too hard about like even nutrition recovery after. And I just, I find myself doing it. And then a couple weeks later, um, you know, I'm seeing myself like, oh, I'm just, I'm not even thinking about this. And now it's become a routine when it's become routine. It's just become a lot. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Becomes a bit more automatic. Yeah. The habit is set. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That does take time in itself. I mean, we talked about that last time, right? I mean, setting these new habits is, is, uh, uh, it, it, I mean, it takes time. And in the beginning, it's quite uncomfortable when you're doing something that's outside of your routine, mm-hmm. right? It's just human biology. It's how we're wired. You do something new and your whole body's like, wait, what are we doing? We have this routine, mm-hmm. right? Why are you shaking it up now? Yeah. Get ready to be uncomfortable. Yes. You need to be. Right? Yeah, it happens. Not that I think it always needs to be hard, right? Uh, I know when I'm working with some people, sometimes they come back and be like, well, this this doesn't feel as hard as it should. And sometimes I'm like, well, it shouldn't, it shouldn't feel like you're starving yourself. Right. Like, <laughs> that's never what I would want. If someone has a goal of maybe losing body fat, like I, you're actually doing what you should, but you also don't need it to be like, you know, you don't have to be dragging yourself through life just to achieve some of these goals. Um, just like I would hope with training, no one, no one should think that like their arms are going to fall off just for them to actually start to, to see some results. Right. <laughs> Correct. Although sometimes it does feel that way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you do, you do have to make sure that you're putting yourself in an uncomfortable spot, right? We grow, um, with the, like once we actually apply more pressure, right? When we, when we put pressure on something, that's what changes it. What's that? What's that analogy with, with carbon? No pressure, diamonds, no right? diamonds. Yeah, there you go. Right. <laughs> so, um, but just be ready to kind of, you know, put yourself under pressure. Um, There's truth to that, but that's, it's exactly why you, you paint the vision because you, there will be tar- hard times. They, they will be there. Yeah. Right. It's going to, whether you have the, that vision or not, you will be going through difficult times. Mm-hmm. So, um, the reason why I set that personally for myself, I still refer back to it, by the way, I have this journal then. And in 2017, I did like my own mission statement. I created values that I live by and like all these goals. And even to this day, I'll reflect back to it because when I started this new path that I wanted to go down, when times got harder, like, you know, life is throwing you some curveballs. You're like, damn it. It would be easier to go back to maybe what I was doing or my old way of doing things. It's kind of your comfort zone. Sure. Yeah. You are reminded like, no man, stay the course. You want to be this. Yeah. Right. It's not just going to come easy. Right. So that's why you got to anchor yourself to something that you are inspired by that you want to bring to fruition. Super important. Yeah. Great way to come back to that. Amazing. How you feel? Feel good. I think we got a lot out. I think that this is hopefully setting other people up for the new year, right? No, not so. just thinking to kind of you know stay so rigid, think a different way. Man, uh, man. No, there's not just one way to do it. Nope. Um, but reach out to us. I don't know if you if you see us around, ask you know. Reach out hey, to Ryan. Yeah. Just reach out to Ryan. Yeah, I got I got I got no time, but I will be happy <laughs> to talk with you when I do have time. So please let me know. Um, I'm happy to be there. No, let us know, guys. We're we're happy to to help with questions. Um, I, yeah, I hope that helps. I feel like this was good um there's a lot of strategies that you can use hopefully there's a few here that you can take away and make your own um but yeah shoot shoot us a note um we're on spotify we are on itunes leave a comment leave a review we're going to be having one of our very first guests on the next show you want to share who that is stoked about alonzo wilson oh i know that guy founder of tone house he's a fascinating gentleman 
excited to have him. I'm excited to have him too. Uh, he really is just a man that can uh, really inspire you. Oh yeah, with a lot of just his experiences, but then also I think his vision of certain things, uh, his vision of what fitness is, in fact. And oh, yeah. you know, I think part of his vision is what. Tone House is. Oh, yeah. So it's really For exciting sure. to be part of that. Um, and uh, I'm excited to talk with him. It'll be fun. We're looking forward to it. So mm-hmm. thanks again, guys, for listening. Um, and we will see you next time. Thanks.